Congratulations to an Atlanta playoff team for finding an even stronger force of playoff disappointment, the New York Red Bulls. Hey, that, se- hey, that seems a little, uh, hey, hey, that seems a little cruel. I'll do that. Live from a city in Southern California, this is the Informal Program. Here's your host, Daniel West. Is the computer working? Uh, I don't think we're going to get it up in time. That's what happens when you run on a 90s Windows platform. Oh, that's a, that's disappointing. We were trying. Oh, man. That's okay. I'll produce on the fly. You have an announcement, right, Dave? Yes, I do. Can I have fanfare? John's back there. Ah! You okay? Yeah, I just got sparked by a wire. All right, just just back away from the computer. We're not doing the rankings today. For those of you joining in to watch part two of the rankings, it's, it's not going to happen. The computer is broken. We're going to have to take it to a, a Mac genius. No, I don't think. I, I think they'd look at this thing and just say it's, it's, it's a lemon. It's underplaced. Okay. So in place of that, a special announcement from Dave Rogers. Can the new snail just speak? He sounds very fanfarian. I didn't even know that was a word. And now, a message from producer Dave Rogers. Can I have it again? Thank you, working with you. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have a very special thing to announce. Now, we, we meant to do this earlier. We meant to, to, to talk about it earlier, but we were, you know, planning our, planning our strong suit. So, I am here today to announce that the informal program is having a special end-of-year event starting now. What? Here's what the event is. One of the lifebloods of our show, thanks to Mr. John Beanie, are our drops. Is that right? Thank you! That's right. Okay. We have many drops. It began months ago with our most famous drop, although it has kind of gone into semi-retirement. It's like Carmelo Anthony right now. Anyway... Can you, I, I don't want you to like get on the mic because we only have so many, but can you get a little closer? It feels very hard to hear you. I'm not yelling enough for you? Can you just get a little closer? All right, fine. I'll scoot my chair up. Okay, so here's what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen. It started with episode one when we were talking about Baker Mayfield and some guy yelled at him, humble yourself, and John Beatty had this great idea. Are you reading the Declaration of Independence? Like, get on with it here. <laughs> no, the Gettysburg Address. All right, can we cut out the historical humor and get on with this? Yes, okay, so. You're good. Most people don't recognize that as history. Oh, that's, wow. That's, uh, wow. You serious? Yeah, most people are like, I don't know what you're talking about. Was that on SpongeBob or something? Wow, that's, uh, that's sad. What a shame. Anyway, so as I was saying. Public education, man. Okay, so... Let's not go down this road, please. All right, fine. So, Baker Mayfield walked off the field at the Rose Bowl. Mr. Let me dance and prance around guy. And no, it's Conor McGregor. Guys, guys, can we go on with this? Yeah, sorry. Anyway, so, the very first drop, John Beanie had this idea. The guy yelled and he went off the field, Hey, humble yourself! And John Beanie had this idea that on the first show, instead of that, we would play... Sit down. Sit down. Be humble. Or a shortened version. Be humble. That's right. And then 
From then on, when we told a joke, we did this one. Oh! Or in John B's case, tried to tell a joke. Oh! And then the one that really broke us into just the mainstream was when we went to a press conference. We did not go to the press conference. Okay, well, we listened to a press conference with Jalen Ramsey of the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he said this immortal line. Nah, ain't no positives and no L's. And drops were born. And then we moved on and on and on. And now we have a collection of more than 30 drops. What? 30 drops. And if you don't know, now you know. Go Sorry, he cut it off. Anyway, we're trying to speed up. So, I am here to announce, ladies and gentlemen, something very special because we have so many drops. But which is the best drop? How would we decide a best drop? Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is America, and there's only one way to decide that. And that way is... We're going to see you in the playoffs! That's right. So, ladies and gentlemen, announcing today on the show, the drop-offs are underway. <laughs> now, what are the drop-offs, you ask? Please tell us. It's been five minutes. The drop-offs are based off of our favorite form of playoffs, which is a four-team playoff. A committee of experts on this show have selected the best four drops... And over the next four weeks, leading up to our Christmas special, which I'm also announcing, we're having a Christmas special. What? Yeah. Um, we will compete for the title. They will compete for the title of national champion and drop of the year on the show. So it is time to unveil the four drops that will compete. One will play four. Two will play three. And in two weeks, we will have our finalists, and they will compete over the last two weeks of the show, leading up to our Christmas special and our season-ending event. Ladies and gentlemen, it was tough. I tell you right now, there are a lot of snubs here. Some guys are going to be very upset. But ladies and gentlemen, it is time to reveal the four drops. And now, here are the four drops. Okay, I'm supposed to announce this. Yeah, I'm done talking, man. I've, I've, I'm out of breath. Okay. So I have this list in front of me. I, like I said, this was tough to do, man. This was tough to do. And for those of you that didn't get it, um, the drops will face off against each other, and you didn't explain this, but every time they're played on the show, it counts as one point. So whoever has more drops head-to-head -head will make it to the finals, and then over the last two weeks, they will compete for the title. So this, this is hard, man. There's some, there's some deep cuts in here. I feel bad for some of these drops that didn't make it. Uh, but coming in at number four is a drop that it's still way too low. John Beanie's trying to figure it out. If this drop wins, he's going to put it back into the system a lot louder. It was a late bloomer. It was a late riser. It was kind of like how the Seattle Sounders are in the in the uh, Major League Soccer season. They only play. Oh! Yeah, turn it down a little bit. Thank you. That was not the drop. But the the four seed, the the lowest seed in our tournament, just barely making it in. But boy, has he made a strong statement late in the season, Mr. Kirk Franklin. And if you don't know, now you know. Go to go that's right. So that's the number four seed in our tournament. Now we move ahead to number three. And this was tough. There was a little bit of controversy here. You're doing great for reading this off paper. Yeah, you did a great job of writing it for once. Uh, so... Oh! I deserve that. Yeah, you do. The third drop on our list is one that there, there was controversy here because he kind of has a teammate drop that went along with him, and we said, which one do we take? Um, but in the end, it came down to two decisions. One, we already had one Kirk Franklin, and also this is the first drop played. Because all the time on this show, I just go a little bit off cue. I just stray a little too far. Too far. Right. That was the one that missed it. But the drop that comes in at number four is one which uh, is played often because I say some wild stuff on this show. Drop number three. 
in the drop-offs is... Whoa, 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 whoa. Number two. Number two. Now we're getting to the cream of the crop, man. This is a drop that showed up very early on our show thanks to one of the great broadcasters of all time, Stephen A. Smith. There are a lot of drops that we play when we're stunned by something, but there's only one that makes us go, What? Number one. And the number one seed in our tournament, the Alabama, the Golden State Warriors, the Atlanta United. Of our, no. Duke, before they lost? Okay, maybe Duke, maybe Duke, before they lost. We just played it. Every time we say a joke, it's time for Lil Petra. So those are the four drops that will compete over the next two weeks. The head-to-head matchups, again, are... And if you don't know, now you know. Our number four seed against our number one seed. And our number... Three seed. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Against our number two seed. What? So just listen to him on the show, and in two weeks, Dave will be back to announce which drops have advanced to the finals. And now, let the drops, the drop-offs begin. Is it time for my factoids? Yes, it is time for Beanie Factoids. Hey, that's what I say. And now, it's time for Beanie Factoids. Here's John Beanie. Man, I mean... I have never heard someone talk so much in my life. Except when we did Beanie Factoids the first few times. That's fair. I deserve that. I deserve that. Okay. Today on the show, we have four factoids, and they are all L's. Three L's, and then one more. Nah, ain't no positives and no L's. Today there are. Number one. The first L is Joey Logano. As we mentioned before on the show, he is the champion of NASCAR. Congratulations. Excuse me. Hey, 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 hey. Champion under the current point system, Kyle Busch, the true NASCAR champion. Here we go. Whoa, 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 whoa. He won the title. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Kyle Busch, under the old point system, is the rightful champion. Bagman, what do you need? All right, I want to say, I, I ran the calculations under both Formula One and the Mario Kart DS point system. Martin Trix Jr., Okay. Thank you. That, that was very helpful. Can we move on with Beanie Factoids? Yeah. Speak for speak for me. That's right. Sit down and be humble. Get out of here. All right, all of you. Get out. Sit down. Sit down. My be segment. Humble. So Joey Logano, the NASCAR champion. Was that strong enough? Was that forceful enough? Good. He's the champion. Congratulations. Thank you. He had a little fun on social media. Coming into the season, the big three drivers were Kyle Busch, Martin Drix Jr., and Kevin Harvick. They won, like, a lot of the races, like 40% or something. It was, it was ridiculous. What? So, it's true. Did you know that? No, John, I did not know that. And if you don't know, now you know. Go to go so, Joey Logano trolled the big three on Twitter because he won the NASCAR championship over them. So, there's a photo online of him. His wife and the trophy and the caption, the big three. Number two. I'm going to need LeBron James' help with this one. Patrick Laine of the Winnipeg Jets. How many goals did you score on Saturday? Not two, not three, not four. That's right. Patrick Laine scored five goals on Saturday night. What? And the New York Jets, excuse me, uh, when, when did they move to Winnipeg? 
Sorry, the Winnipeg. Oh, different team. Sorry. I was like, since when did the Jets start playing? Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm out of it. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Who they beat last year. Yeah, enjoy your enjoy your yapping hat from like what seventh place in the standings. Oh! Okay, all right, I deserve that. I. Oh! Oh! Don't don't go against the hat. For those of you that didn't understand what that is, I think we have subtitles underneath the screen for him. He said he said he said I said enjoy uh enjoy you talking from seventh place. He said enjoy the view from last in the standings. Okay. I deserve that. I deserve that as a Kings fan. Number three. The third L on our list. Nah, ain't no positives and no L's. There are in this one. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. He's a he's a footballer. He's a footballer. For um the Indianapolis Colts. He has thrown three touchdown passes in eight straight games. What? I believe that's tied for second longest. Let me see here. I'm gonna go on YouTube real quick. Rats, I opened the wrong window here. Where are my notes? I need my notes. Where, where is it that he said his, his streak or whatever here? Man. Um, oh, man. I can't find it. I can't, I can't find where it is. Oh, man. Where are my notes? I need my notes here. Can we please get on with this? I'm trying to find something. Will you get off me? Anyway, I think he's, it's like the second longest streak behind Tom Brady who had 10 straight. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Um, yeah, um, he threw 10, three touchdown passes, Peyton Manning, he's tied with Peyton Manning, and the longest streak belongs to Tom Brady, and factoid number four, number four, Philip Rivers set a NFL record 25 straight completions. What? Did you know that? No, I didn't. And if you don't know, now you know, go to we'll be back after this. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Something happened to me. You're listening to the informal program. Somebody's talking too much. Uh, it wasn't my fault. It was his segment. Blame game. Are we going to do this live read or are we going to fuss? Go on. Okay. Thank you. I'm going to have to do like a make good now because we spent half the thing yapping. So. That's free money. Yeah, that is free money. Announcer, man, you're costing us. Okay, so anyway, let me. I went on a trip recently up into the mountains, and I was wearing the wrong kind of socks. So, ladies and gentlemen, give her those ankle socks. Get some crew socks. That's all the... Well, I mean, we're going to make good on that. That's all we have written here. Get rid of the... I mean, come on. Let's... let's uh, Come on, people. That's it. That's all the, that's all the copy I had. Anyway. Here's Batman. And now, it's the Bagman News Report. Here's Bagman. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, again, you can listen to me live for five minutes on the Local 5 on uh, SoundCloud.com. And we're now on iTunes on Apple Podcasts, so uh, if you want to listen to me there, <laughs> listen to me wherever you can get me. But get the sound bites out of here. This is Bagman's segment. It's supposed to be news, but uh, today we don't have news, so I'm going to revert resort. I'm going to speak, first of all. I'm going to resort to my natural instincts to do commentary. Ladies and gentlemen. We will talk about the games next week, but uh, one, one, of the, one of the mentors who's been on the hot seat is his uh, tribute to die early yet again in these games, USC, and uh, their mentor, Clay Helton, staying around. Why? That's it. That's all I have. I, that's it. I just had a question. You can do whatever you want with the, the last 15 minutes of this, or seconds of this segment. That was it. That's all my question. Why? Why is he still there? Anybody know? 
All right, back to the show. And now, back to the informal program. He's borderline now. I I still think he needs, like, another, like, five wins. Oh, we're doing this again. Uh, didn't we do this, like, three months ago? Yeah, and it's still as controversial as it was then. Now, like, NBC put up a graphic. They said, is he in now? Oh, man. I mean. What do you think? Is Joey Logano a Hall of Famer? Sure, he's a Hall of Famer because he's a yes, 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 he is, yes, because he's a champion right now. That 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 is blasphemous. Yeah, okay, if you're gonna take Dale Jr. and put him in the Hall of Fame, Dale Jr. is like the greatest restrictive driver of all time. Oh, so you changed your tune because last time I thought you said Brad Keselowski. I mean, it took me a minute. I've now appreciated the greatness of Dale Jr. Who's like the borderline of not getting in? Jamie McMurray? No, no, not at all. Oh, you don't think Jamie's in? He won like every big race there was. And with all due respect to him, those are like all his career wins, okay? So, uh, okay. Uh, let, let me just, for a moment, I want, I want to applaud. We don't often applaud him. We got on him. But I, I got to say here, man, I got to give credit where credit's due. And honestly, get these papers out of here. Why am I holding these papers? They're yours. Honestly, I did not trust this, what I called fraudulent playoff committee that was deciding the best four teams in MLS. I, I railed against it. We brought Bagman in. He was stummer, stummering and stammering. He couldn't put two sentences together. He drove off the set one time. We were interviewing him, and he was trying to give us reasons as to why these teams who were great were not great and why he was ranking them where they were. And I had a real problem with it. I got to say, though, I think Bagman and the committee got it right. What? I'm serious. I'm, I am serious when I say that right now. Atlanta United looked fantastic last night. When, when the standings came out, everyone was upset because the New York Red Bulls beat Atlanta United towards the end of the season, and Bagman and the committee put Atlanta United number one in the standings. They might have been right there. They, they might have been right. So I got to give credit where credit's due to Bagman, who left. So uh, he's not going to hear this. All right. Uh, something I want to get to real quick. I was thinking about recently. We A lot of times, just for fun, it's nothing personal. I have nothing against the city. Dave doesn't have anything against the city, but the, the memes are just ripe. And so we're always going at Cleveland. Yes, Dave. Just like every team in the league. No, see? Oh! We're trying to repair the bridge. So... We, uh, well, I, excuse me, not we. I was watching uh, the game, and I have, some, I have some news for Cleveland. The Cavs aren't that bad. What? I'm, I'm serious. The Cavs are not that bad. Whoa, 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 whoa. Too far. Okay. They aren't. I was watching them. I saw them when they played the Lakers. I saw them a game later. C.D. Osman, not a bad player. He's pretty good. Jordan Clarkson, pretty good. Larry Nance Jr., I'm, I'm telling you, they're a piece away. Like a LeBron James? Oh, yeah, see, I get I'm trying to be serious. I'm trying to help the people out in Cleveland. You guys are just joking, so I'm, I'm done with this segment. A couple things to get to here. First off, I'm looking at uh, the board of uh, content that is off screen to those watching on the uh, Obscure Simoncast Network. And we have up here a tease of the game. So, ladies and gentlemen, over the course of the season, we have done two episodes in a trilogy 
as we cover college football as it was meant to be covered as the Hunger Games. We've done two episodes. At last check, there were 14 tributes left. Well, ladies and gentlemen, the herd has thinned significantly in the last few weeks. We are now down to, I don't know how many tributes are left. They're kind of hiding around. But now the game makers are forcing them to come together. And they're kind of starting to, to knock each other off by district now. So we're going to have a couple battles coming up here over the, uh, the weekend, I believe, is, is when some of them are scheduled. Some of them will take place uh, other, other times. And next Tuesday, we will have our final edition of the games because I think if there are still four more tributes left, the uh, – did I call the committee? I'm sorry. Did I, did I call them the committee? Whoa, 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 sorry. whoa, whoa. They are not a committee. That, 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 that is blasphemous. If you didn't, you thought about it, and that's equally wrong. I, I'm sorry. I apologize. The game makers – is that right? Game makers, not uh, committee. Game makers? Game makers. Game makers. Thank you! Yes, I got it right. Okay. Uh, the game makers are forcing them to come together, and by next, I believe, if the battles all are done and we have, you know, six or eight left or whatever, the game makers will get together and they will rank the four best tributes and they will pit them in just epic battles, which come next year. So they'll, they'll give them a little rest, and then they'll get together and they'll fight again. So that's coming up. That's a tease. Who's left in the games? Last two things to get here on the show. Very important. Um, speaking of the games. Now that is called a transition, sir. It's a time of year where some, some mentors, the heads of some of these tribute uh, organizations and, and tributes in the districts and blah, blah, blah. You messed that up terribly. The mentors, everyone who's read the Hunger Games, you know what the mentors are. Some mentors lost their jobs, at least today, and over the course of time. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to pay tribute to them with a segment we like to call... Who's Fired? All right, the first one on our list. Oh, man, this is a shame. We, we need a new title now of best-looking mentor. Because the association that heads uh, ahead of the, the tributes of Texas Tech have fired Cliff Kingsbury. What a shame, man. What a shame. Another one bites the dust. And John? Sorry. You, you know what you did wrong there. I know I did. I'm sorry. That's okay. Cliff Kingsbury, for those of you who don't know, he looked like Ryan Gosling. Oh, that guy. He was a coach? Wait a minute. I What? He was a coach? I thought... What? I thought that was like a movie. No, he was a real coach. I... I had no idea. He was a coach? And if you don't what? Know, now you know. Go to go I thought he was like one of those paid actors they had on the sidelines. No, he was a coach. Wow. Oh, this one. This one's also interesting. Uh, he went from being the mentor at the height of his powers at Louisville to a scandal with a motorcycle and um, someone who was not his wife. And then he left and then everyone forgot about that. And suddenly he was back there at Louisville again. And as his television show was going on, his pre-recorded television was going on, a news ticker at the bottom of the screen, broken by the news snail, although we didn't get it until today. Thank you for your fine contribution. <laughs> It told him 
that Bobby Petrino had been fired from Louisville. Another one buys the dust. All right, these last two. Uh, okay. Some guy named after a hat who apparently was the uh, head coach at, uh, head coach, excuse me. Well, watch your mouth, man. Mentor. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let, let's start that over here. Let me, let me start that over. I'm sorry. I oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Mentor at North Carolina. Gone. I don't know what he did, but I guess they didn't fire him before. Larry Fedora. Another one buys the dust. John. Sorry. And last but not least, he was here for a long time. His tributes never really did anything. Every once in a while, they lasted longer than they should have. Will they stay in that mediocrity or will they, you know, go out of the game sooner? Either way, we, I think we pay tribute to them on the show. Colorado and their mentor, Mike McIntyre. Out. Another one bust the dust. John. Sorry. All right. Last thing to get to on the show here, very important, is a segment that we have not done in a while because uh, things have been calm in the sports world. But if there's one thing that this show likes to commentate on, it's a fight. And there are two. Two fights. You can get one? No, we got two fights if we do this quickly. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for, we have imaging now. And there's a fight. That's right. So this first fight we have here, we're going to look at this very quickly. This is one that happened yesterday between the, the Buffalo Bills and the Jacksonville Jaguars or on Sunday. Okay, so they're playing in Buffalo. Jacksonville's in black, and we're going to roll the video right now. Tied at 14. So Blake Bortles fakes a handoff, fires deep towards the end zone. Number 10 makes the grab at the edge of the end zone, and they call touchdown. And now the players are laying on top of each other, still holding the ball. It's like little children saying, I want the ball. This, this is ridiculous. 15 seconds of them just holding on. And now away from the play, there are five or six players fighting, pushing and shoving. Half the Bills are involved here. And now, Oh, and then they got up. No, I'm sorry. They're still grappling over this football. And meanwhile, we got a two-on-one brawl over here in the corner by some fans. Uh, some guys down on the ground down here. We've got two rolling and wrestling together. I think that's Leonard Fournette. And these fools right here, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to be rude, but these fools are still holding this football together. Is someone injured, or are they still grappling over who has the touchdown? Because the dudes, these, wait a minute, are they injured? I think it might be injured. Okay, excuse me, I, I'm sorry. If I called them fools and they were injured, my apologies. But, uh, Too far. yeah. Are they? No, he's not injured. He was just rolling with the ball. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry. So this Moncrief dude, all right, well, we can stop that video. Okay, so this Moncrief dude catches the football. He and the cornerback are wrestling for the football, and they stayed down there for two minutes. A whole fight broke out around them, and they're still sitting there holding onto the football. No, I had it. No, I had it. So that is fight number one. Number two. Uh, this one, I haven't seen this one. I saw a bit of the other one where they're punching each other by the wall. I didn't see them holding the ball together like school children. Um... So this was the Egg Bowl, Ole Miss against Mississippi State. And this is the only usable content to come out of that game, apparently. So Ole Miss has the ball. Do you know why they're called Ole Miss? Bagman, we do not. Please. Not today. Uh, oh, well, we're out of time. We'll get to this fight next week. That's called a radio tease, ladies and gentlemen. Quality radio. Thank you. 
For Dave, for John, for Bagman, the hat and the new snail, everyone, I'm Daniel. We'll see you next week. Bye. This is the Informal Post Show. Uh, just as we were starting the show, actually, a couple minutes before, we got some some sad news to report. I I had not heard about this, or I hadn't, I kind of forgotten. Um, but uh, Stephen Hillenberg, the creator of SpongeBob, last year was diagnosed with ALS. I now remember hearing about it. But uh, a couple hours ago, the news came out that he he died. So at 57 years old, Stephen Hillenberg, the creator of SpongeBob, has died uh, after suffering from ALS. I did not grow up watching SpongeBob uh, for reasons that you know I kind of understood as I got older, but I was born around the age of where just by osmosis you are exposed to SpongeBob. It's brought laughs and countless memes and joy to a lot of people. So there are a lot of people who are really sad today that Steven Hillenberg died. So let's just take a moment to uh, remember that and you know thanks for all the laughter. So that is it. We will see you next week on the Informal Program.